Hey guys, welcome back into the Corked Up Podcast version 2, uh, episode number 16 already. I'll approaching 20 pretty quick here, Frankie. Um, so the Bears keeping their playoff hopes alive. Uh, we'll definitely get into a little bit of it. There's there's not too much to talk about, but there's been some news that I, I definitely want to make sure we hit on. Uh, but before we get into that, Frank, uh, how are we doing today, man? Uh, doing good, man. I've been I've been feeling good. The holidays are upon us, so it's always you got a fun your PS5. Time. I secured the PS5. Yeah, it should be here this week. I think Thursday is the expected. So, yeah, that, that, that deserves a golf clap. Round of applause for you, Frankie. You 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 worked hard. You earned that. You earned it. I did. Right? It was it was unbelievably hard <laughs> to try to get a PS5. Yeah. Like my my whole thing, and, and not to take a deep dive on it, but I feel like the easiest thing. Like we've seen this with Apple products before. Oh, pay, pre-order or, or um, pre-order it. It'll be on back order. You'll get it when you get it. And no one ever complains. They're like, sure, great. Whenever it's in the mail or whenever I can pick it up from the store. Why didn't you do that with PlayStations? Just back order them. And then whenever you get the product, start ma- mowing down that list of people who already paid. And it's one per account or one per person, one per IP address, however you have to do it in the beginning. Yeah, it's like, it's like they just didn't account for scalpers. And then when scalpers started doing their thing, they're like, "Whoa, what is happening? Like, wh- what are we yeah. supposed? To, how are we supposed to combat this?" It's like, and they made it. And like, let's not get it twisted. People, like, even if you know, no COVID is here, people can go in stores. That's still a thing. But you're actually making people work. All people yeah. had to do was buy like a bot for fifty bucks and just keep. Anytime there was an online drop, just get it immediately. Yeah, exactly. But. Enough about that. We're not we're not here to talk about a PlayStation. You know, our listeners are are beyond that. They're they're for some reason listening to us talk about the stupid Bears and the stupid football <laughs> team. I'd rather be talking about PlayStation Five. Maybe that's an off season thing, Frank. Maybe, maybe we maybe we get into like some a review a review a, a of little the different stuff. Little, little different stuff here because it's either that or NBA. You know, and I know I know how much you love NBA talk. So. Um, Let's just get into it. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll kick things off with the Bears' victory over the Texans. Uh, Bears fans, I would say not. I, I man, I can't tell if it's the majority or if it's just if, if it was just like maybe nice to win a game after a six-game losing streak. I'm not sure if people are just like losing their fucking minds, but like, <laughs> I mean, everything that happened the last couple weeks with the Packers blowout, with the Lions loss. The, the 10 point blown lead in the fourth quarter, the Mitch fumble, all of that stuff, the defense playing terrible during the six game losing streak. I think uh, I, I texted you during the broadcast that they showed it was like during the, the losing streak, the Bears defense was ranked like 24th. So, <laughs> uh, you know, just a lot of things going wrong. But then they bring in a team that, I mean, is just beat to hell. They have. No, they have an interim head coach. They have no offensive line. They have their best receiver is Kiki QT. Uh, and their defense is just nothing. They're, but but the Bears won. They put up points. And the defense shows up at the end of the year after the season is what you and I consider to be over still. And, and everyone's just like, right back. Right back in it. Super Bowl. I'm checking the playoff odds. You know, what do we got? How can we get there? I, I it, it was just, it's amazing sometimes watching this fan base just lose its fucking mind. Resign Mitch, bring him back, you know? Like, I was I was shocked to see a lot of the stuff I saw, Frank. What about you, man? 
I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as you. I, I think if you have eyes and understand at least some sort of football, you know that Mitch isn't a very good quarterback. Now, he's talented and he's an athlete. So he's going to have some good games every now and then. He, he's, um, he reminds me a lot of Blaine Gabbard in that aspect, where it's like if you just look at him in pads, you look at him practicing, you're like, this guy is an NFL quarterback. But when you see the whole scope of a season or a career, he's not a very good quarterback. Like They right. have the look, they have the athleticism, they have the arm. But for whatever reason, and we know for Mitch it was more you know, his mind and just his ability to read the, the field, his ability to make – on-time decisions, that's what holds him back. Um, and I have seen, I've seen a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the, that you saw, a lot of the, oh, well, we're still not out of it. We still have a chance. And like the defense is getting in together. Maybe Matt Nagy figured it out. And it's like, I don't know how many times I need to say this. As a Bears fan, we, we seldom have like awful years, like two and 14, three and 13. And in the time we did, we, you know, picked the wrong quarterback, but it always looks like this. We're caught in this middle. We'll, we'll reel off three wins at the end of the year to get to seven. And it's like, oh, we can carry this in the next year. <laughs> you know, like we won the fourth quarter of the season. It, it, it's always this. We're just this middling franchise that can't get better or worse. We're just like there. Anywhere from five to eight wins every single year. And that's what this is. That's exactly what this feels like. It's like the false hope. And I just remember being a kid. You know, and like, oh, like if, if Jim Miller can come back, bench Crank Krenzel, or if, if Henry Burris can just get us two more games, like you, and it's like, I don't know how much false hope people can continue to have with this franchise. Like, it, the writing is on the wall, man. You know, yeah. like, and, 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 but that's the thing that you get into these debates with people and they act like you're not a real fan because you're in reality. You know, like if we win out and we make the playoffs and somehow make a deep run, that's phenomenal. I'm, I'm not leaving, I'm not saying I'm done with the Bears. But why, why do you get your hopes up when the odds are so – like, you have to be realistic. You have to, you know, you have to live in the real world sometimes. Being a fan does not mean you owe the team your heart and soul, all right? Like, yeah. it's, it's great to be invested in something so completely that just, like, you know, it can make you incredibly happy. It can make you incredibly angry, incredibly sad. Like, that's – I think that's what it draws to – it just brings out such emotions for a lot of people. But being smart – and, and demanding better does not make you a bad fan of the team. It makes you a smart fan. It makes you a fan that, that should earn that, or that the organization should appreciate you because you actually care about that. You're not just like, oh, well, whatever. Like, no. And, I mean, you know, I, I'm a little conflicted in, in terms of kind of where we're at with Mitch Trubisky, Frank. Not necessarily like, oh, you know, I think he earned another year or, you know, bring him back or, or anything like that. Um, but I do kind of just wonder, like, you know, should they have picked up the fifth year option on him just just because just because they could. Um, but it tells me that maybe they just have some issues financially that maybe they couldn't do it. I, I don't know. But, you know, I, it really does kind of beg the question of, all right. Why did Matt Nagy not switch back to him sooner? Uh, let's not pretend he didn't deserve to get benched in Atlanta. People are still, uh, they, they flipped the script completely on him. I mean, the couple weeks before, everyone wanted him kicked out of town, traded for like a seventh round pick. And then, and then he's playing poorly. And then Matt Nagy switches to Nick Foles and they end up winning that game because he did that. So it was the right decision. But 
you're kind of seeing we've talked about it extensively, just the the deficiency of the offense. And and you're kind of just like, well, with this offensive line, you know, with the play calling, can you have Nick Foles, a guy who's just not that mobile in this offense? And the answer was no. And you're kind of seeing how Mitch is he's definitely playing better. Like I, I th- definitely better than the beginning of the season, but he he did lose them the game in, in, in de- uh, against Detroit. Like let's not just forget that he just fumbled at the end of the game. Like we knew it was going to happen. So let's not give him too much credit for a win against a defense that just is is terrible. I mean they they just have nothing, and it's great that he's picking them apart and everything. But like that's what you would expect. This is the Mitch that we would expect, but we just don't get it on a consistent basis. That's why he's gone. But then you find out that Ryan Pace reportedly got an extension to kind of match up with Matt Nagy. And and that just, after the game, and, and that just blew my mind. That just blew my mind. Because now you have this organization saying, okay, well, we're going to hire a new president of football operations. That seems like what's going to happen. We saw some some rumblings that Ted um, Ted Phillips is going is to retire. You know, he's not going to get fired, but he's he's going to leave, which is good. Change change needs to happen, I think. But but then you're going to let Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy select another quarterback for a year and then they could still be fired and then the new GM and head coach are attached to a quarterback they maybe don't believe in and then you're you're kind of like in a situation with, you know, the Jets with Sam Darnold or Arizona, even though I know it was the same GM, but it was a new head coach who came in and he's like, I don't like Josh Rosen. I want Kyler Murray. So Dwayne Haskins, another example. You have these teams drafting these guys and then just giving up on them almost immediately. So you're just kind of in that weird position. I, I just I don't understand the decision to keep Ryan Pace another year to let him potentially mess up another quarterback selection. And that's exactly where I'm at with it. I think to your first point, like, should we have picked up Mitch's first year option just because it was there? Even if we had the financials for that, I I would still say no. I I think I I did truly believe Ryan Pace when he said that, hey, we did the same thing with Kyle Fuller and look at him now. I think that is a motivating factor or it could be for some players. And I think they tried to push Mitch as much as they could this year. I mean, if they could have you know, done anything, they would have, they, they got a different quarterback to try and push him. They took away his 50 year extension. If they could have like kidnapped his mother and threw her in a basement, like they would have did that. Like, I think they would have done exhausted every option that they could. Um, so I wasn't mad at that. Now, now I was mad at the one year extension and it's not because, you know, if it's true, which we if, don't, if it's true, we were, we're unsure if it's true. I would be mad at that because now you didn't just buy yourself one year. If they're going to stay beyond this year and select another quarterback, I need them to stay another three years yeah. to prove that they can build around. Like you can, I mean, because then you get into this carousel of just like you said, oh, they leave, but we, we have this quarterback and we have no idea how good or bad that quarterback's. And now if it's a Deshaun Watson or, a, you know, someone that's phenomenal that you know is just going to stick around, that's it doesn't matter at that point. You have the talent. Right. We're going to find someone to help him. But we don't know that that to be the case. So it makes me think that it's going to be another Josh Rosen or Dwayne Haskins, just like you mentioned. So, I mean, that's just, wouldn't that be so bears? Wouldn't that just yeah. be exactly what the bears would do is like, yeah. let's give them one more time. And then they'll select another quarterback. And then next year, just a shit show. And we go one in 15 and they're like, all right, never mind. Let's get them yeah. out of here. And then we start all over. And it's just with, a wasted year. It's, it's yeah. you know, everything that comes with it. Yeah. That's exactly what the bears 
Like that's just bears. That's exactly yeah. what would happen. And yeah, and, and you would just think that at some point they, they would they would want to change that narrative of that is just bears. You know what I mean? Like I I really do wonder of the effects that not having fans has had on this year. <laughs> like part of me does think that if there were fans at the Packers, uh, I guess not the Packers game because it was in Green Bay, so may, maybe not so much, but like at the Lions game and they blow that tent, like if you could feel it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yep. easier to kind of like stay in your, you know, stay in your multi-million dollar mansion and shit like that and just, you know, kick back and be like, well, <laughs> we suck this year. Oh, well, but maybe we still have a shot. Like I think hearing the fan base, it, it could have made a difference. I, 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 I don't know if it will. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be disappointed if they, if the, both of them stayed. I think one needs to go, and I think it's Ryan Pace. Uh, both probably deserve yeah. to go, but I, I think at least one does. I don't know if that'll happen, but, I mean, it's just, like, one of the things that I noticed uh, with, with this in, in talking of, like, the fan base just going crazy. I mean, how many weeks have they talked, you know, have we heard, oh, Cole Komet, he sucks, he's terrible, should have had Chase Claypool, blah, 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 blah. And then he he finally plays a good game and finally shows that he can be an NFL player. It, it takes guys a little bit longer in the NFL, especially the tight end. We talked about this. And, and now everybody loves him. I mean, he's running over people. He's like, oh, no one can tackle me. Like, it's great. It's good to see. But it's just like, people are just like, oh, well, you know. Now he now that he's our favorite player after one game against a team that just sucks. Like I, I just yeah. man. I mean the, the the fan base the fan base is very, very fickle. Um and we obviously understand big things can change from week to week. You would think at this point in the season you would be just kind of stuck in what you think about them, which is that they're average at very best. Yeah. And you know, the fact that anyone can even convince themselves that this is a team that can go deep into the playoffs, I think is asinine. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't make, I mean, it's, it's, it goes beyond being a fan. You're, you're a homer at that point. Like you just, you know, no so matter you, what. Yeah. Signed up. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and, but I don't, I don't even want to describe it that way because that's, I feel like that describes us. No matter what happens, we're going to be here either critiquing or loving this team or both at the same time. But it's like when you, uh, to, to get that height where it's like, oh, well, just let's resign Mitch. And like, oh, my God, Komet can actually play. Like, I would have loved to seen some of these people, like, when I was younger and just heard what they had to say about certain players after a big game. Like, oh, Devin, or almost you do. Like, is he, is he the new number one? Yeah. Like, he right. finished the year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. just to see, because when you're a kid, you don't really understand. You're kind of in your own bubble of, of people. But, like, I would have loved for social media to been a thing back then so I can just see the dumb takes um that everyone had I think my, really the last thing that I had about the Bears then we kind of move on and, uh into our new segment unless you you have something to say people you know um people were really happy that Matt Nagy you know stuck to the basics and it was kind of touched on a lot in the post-game press conferences where Mitch was like yeah you know we kind of went back to the basic stuff and we you know we rolled him out a little bit and that in it of itself is good because you're kind of maximizing on the things that Mitch can do on a football field. But I also think that tells you what the huge issue is with Mitch Trubisky is that it has to be that way to be any sort of successful. Right. And I've seen a lot of people say, well, what if Nagy did that earlier in the year? What if he did that last year? And I, I just feel like that's such a dumb point because you're not going to win. I, I mean, like you're, you're not going to win very many football games on a year to year basis playing that way 
we were able to do that because just like you pointed out, we were playing the Texans who were just depleted in a very bad defense. Yeah. That was yeah. that looked the play calling looked the exact same as it did against the Packers. So to me, it's like they're trying they maybe they didn't roll out Mitch as much against Green Bay, but the other than that, it, it was the same stuff. It was very basic. It looks like a college game plan almost, where it's like yeah. there's not more than one or two reads. You know, you roll him out a little bit, you kind of capitalize on his, on his athleticism. And that just doesn't get it done. Like, you have to be able to do more than that to be an NFL, a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah. I, my last point, same as yours, is just even though, yes, it was fun that they were putting up points and scoring touchdowns, it's great. And the defense was, you know, playing, playing hard, it looked like, which is awesome. But I don't know. It just didn't look special. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just looked like it looked like what we've been seeing the entire year but just with better outcomes. You know what I mean? Like yep. it really didn't look like they were doing anything special. It didn't look like, oh man, where has this offense been? It just looks like they just were playing against an inferior team that it was easier to get what you wanted to do done. And and I just could not believe that so many fans just put that to the side. Like, oh, well, who cares? Like, you know, it, it, like a win's a win. Who cares? Like, you're playing one of the worst football teams in the NFL. Like, why is this the why is the bar now reset at Super Bowl or nothing? Because you played a garbage team. <laughs> I just I, I I wonder if it was because it was Deshaun Watson and and people who are saying like, oh well, looks like the Bears got that one right. No, shut up, shut your mouth. It's insane. The things that Deshaun Watson is doing with these injuries, minus uh. Minus um, Hopkins, who got traded. I, I mean, how many he times is, did he break out of a sack? Yeah, at the end and, of the game. And like, if, if you remember, I don't know if we were recording yet again when we rebooted back up, but me and you were both really anxious to see what Deshaun Watson was because his detractors, and and maybe we were even on the fence or, or even in that on that side of the fence of being in the tracker where, where it was like, man, you know, Nuke bailed him out quite a bit like yeah. his catch radius is so high there were plays where Deshaun was kind of playing backyard football and he'd roll around and just finally chuck it deep and here goes fucking Hopkins just making an incredible catch and you know he's proven that to me he's proven that completely wrong to see what he's doing you know the record isn't there obviously but football is a team game at the end of the day when you just watch him play forget the score forget the stats you see a really really good quarterback right with a, a terrible situation, yeah. you know, and uh, if you if you can watch this game and think, hey, we chose the right guy in Mitch, something is wrong with you. <laughs> oh, man, it's just so great. But uh, as Frank mentioned a little bit earlier, we do actually have a new segment for you guys that we wanted to do a um, little less Bears talk uh, than they, as the season kind of continues going. We'll see if we need to continue talking about them a little bit more. But um, we're going to get into the playoffs a little bit more. Uh, Frank and I wanted to get into, um, you know, the playoff teams and talk if they're, you know, if they're contenders or if they're just pretenders who shouldn't even be in the playoffs, well, how far we think they can go. Um, but obviously we can't go through 16, honestly, maybe like 20 teams with the NFC still being up for grabs. As it is. <laughs> um, so we wanted to break it up a little bit more. Uh, so we're going to go by conference and we're going to start with the AFC this week because there's still not a clear enough picture, I think, for for us in terms of the NFC. We still want to see what the Bears will do this week against the Vikings. Um, we'll get into that with our picks a little bit later. Uh, but let's just go ahead and kick off the AFC 
uh, playoffs and and kind of break teams down a little bit more. So, uh, Frank, is there any team in particular you want to start with? You want to start, you know, top down? What do you want to do, man? Let's let's start top down, because um, I think that's where in the AFC that's where it gets just tricky. Because when you look at the top, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I, I don't know how much of a deep dive that we need. They have arguably the best quarterback in football. Um, you know, coming off uh, or potentially the MVP at this point, it's kind of a two-man race between him and Aaron Rodgers. I, I think Rodgers may have taken the lead after this past week. So the Chiefs are are there. We we know that they're primed for another deep playoff run. So I mean, do we? I don't think we dig deep in them, right? I think we just go a notch below. Because I, I will say the one thing I want to touch on with with the Chiefs is just. I still have some concerns about that defense uh, a little bit. Like, yeah. the Dolphins were missing a lot of key guys. Like, they had almost no running backs on their team. Uh, they had almost no wide receivers. Lynn Bowden, a, a guy whose name I only know because he's on the, di- the dynasty team that I have. Uh, he was their best player offensively outside of Tua. And the Chiefs defense made it a game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They- so if there's any concerns I have with that team, it's it's that defense. That's, That's what we'll say with the Chiefs. That's fair, and I think we had those same concerns last year. You know, the, 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 the way that this team is constructed reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning's Colts, where it's like, we don't need this defense to be lights out. We need them to make a play just like <laughs> once or twice in the second right. half, and we'll be in good shape. And and, right. and they seem to be able to do that. And when they can't, Patrick Mahomes just bails them out. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and that aspect, they remind me a lot of that's you know, that, that mid-2000s Colts team. Yeah, uh, teams. But I, I think where it gets interesting here is when you start looking a, a little bit lower on the list with like the Steelers and the Bills. The Steelers, there's been kind of this running meme joke with like, oh, well, they beat this team without their best player. And they beat this team. And they haven't done themselves any favors by losing the two teams that are actually pretty fucking good over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And they've kind of brought that meme to life. You know what I mean? They can't, they've given it validity. And I really don't know where I stand with them because I look at their offensive talent and with James Conner being out, I know he's back last week, the run game did not look very good with McFarland and uh, Benny Snell. Um, and I know they have one more that I'm blanking on. Um, but they haven't looked. Uh, Jalen Samuel. Is that yeah. It is? Uh, is it Jalen right? Samuel? I don't know. I know he was there last year. Whatever. The run game has not been very good, but neither has the passing game. We're seeing them being a victim a lot of, of a lot of drops. The, as much as I rag on, you know, later times Peyton Manning, as much as I rag on Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger's arm strength does not look very good here. And I think that's starting to bite them as well. Um, the defense is the defense. They still look awesome. TJ Watt, phenomenal player, secondary, very, very good. But it just seems like if you didn't know what their record was and you only watched maybe the last five weeks, it feels very bland and very vanilla in what they're doing. And they just look like a team to me that can lose early. Like I I, I trend towards that more towards that than I do like, oh, like how how we were just were with the Chiefs. Like, oh, that's an easy bet for a late play. I don't feel that way about the Steelers. Where, Where do you land with them? So yeah, I, I kind of kind of in the same spot. I still think that defense is is one of the best in football. So I think they have they can still kind of hang around with a lot of these teams. Um, one thing I will say though is I would like I, I wonder if maybe they would do 
consider doing like a 2015 Broncos that type situation where uh, you'll remember Peyton Manning was just, <laughs> he was done, right? His arm blown out, could not throw. I'm not saying Ben is at that point, but I want, you know, they're 11 and two. They've, they've clinched a playoff spot. They're the second seed in the AFC. I wonder if they would just consider sitting Ben for, for a couple games, maybe towards the end of the season. Um, and just being like, look, we're in the playoffs. Uh, you know, seeds don't, I, I just don't think seeds matter as much this year because there are no fans. Yep. So you don't really have, there, there really isn't a home field advantage. Um, now I, I know seeds will still determine the, the, maybe the talent level of a team that you do would end up playing. But I mean, right now, right now the Ravens are fighting for the eighth seed. So, I mean, you know, you could end up playing a, a good team who just, you know, starting to get back on track a little bit yep. more, who knows? Um, so I wonder if they would maybe consider doing something like that, where they're just kind of let him rest up that arm. I'm not even sure he would do it. Cause I, I, I know it's tough for football players to miss games, especially when they, I think they, like just paychecks and stuff like that. But at this point, I don't know how much money really matters to Ben, but I wonder if they would consider doing that. Cause you're right. I mean, it just hasn't looked the same the last couple of weeks and, uh, Deontay Johnson, I mean, he's he's got to start just catching the ball. I, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And they're, I, I feel like they almost have too many receivers that they feel they need to get the ball to. Like James Washington's become a big focal point of the offense for some reason again. Um, <laughs> Eric Juju Ron is a Schuster, big... Yeah, like they just don't know how to use Juju anymore. Like he was the he was like the burner guy when A.B. was there. You know, he'd work the slot. He'd do everything. But now he's like the go up and get it guy like Amari Cooper almost in Dallas. It's just, it's just kind of weird how that transition has happened. I don't feel like it's organic. So I do have concerns more on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive Same. side of the ball, but I still think they're a good team. I just feel like they've kind of hit maybe like a little bit of a wall and they just kind of need to figure out how to get past it. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think if they were an NFC team, I would feel more comfortable for them. But mm-hmm. I just don't know if they can, at this point, and, and granted, this could all be recency bias and, you know, one good game and we maybe change our minds. But with the way that it's been, I don't know if they're able to win a shootout. I mean, because the Bills can put up points. We, I mean, yeah. we saw that this week. They, they started reeling off points against the Steelers and they really didn't have an answer for it. The Titans can put up points. The Chiefs put up points. The Colts lately have been putting up points. The Ravens as a potential eight seed and the Browns, these guys can put up points if they get hot, right? And it's yeah. like, I don't know, like, when you look down that list, even the Raiders, if they sneak in, and we're going to get to all these teams, I'm just kind of looking down the list now. I think the only other team I would feel comfortable with the matchup would be the Dolphins, right? Because, like, it's a defense, defense. It's a defense, defense type of thing, and you probably have more, not probably, you have more firepower with the Steelers over the Dolphins. Yeah. Even if the Dolphins are healthy, you know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah, I, that, that's what scares me is that they're going to need this offense to get here and they're starting to trend down maybe when they need to be trending up, whereas it's the flip for a lot of these teams. The Bills, the total opposite. Their defenses look really good the last few weeks when they started off terrible. You know, so I don't know, man. The Steelers, that that's a tough one. And, and then especially if you're talking about betting odds and such, with their record, they're going to maybe, you know, end up 12-4 and four or whatever they end up with. They're going to have – they're gonna the odds are going to be with them. So that may be a team you want to bet against early. And uh, make a little bit of money. Uh, and any any final thoughts before we move on to either the Bills or Titans? No, I think I think we can kind of just jump right into the Bills. Um, I, I I would say I've I've become a believer in the Bills. I, I I didn't think they'd have as much of a chance against the Steelers. I had 
Uh, I took the Steelers plus two. I was like, how the hell you know, are, the, are, are the Steelers the underdogs in this game? And the Bills showed me why. Because, I mean, Josh Allen has, has been having one hell of a season. I know you, you kind of talked about it being a two-man race uh, with, with Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. But, man, Josh Allen should be up there in terms of MVP talks, just what he's been doing with this team. And uh, the, the acquisition of, of Stefan Diggs has just been, that's been a great move for them. They, they have that kind of like star player um, that they really haven't had very, you know, outside of like LaShawn McCoy. And I mean, even then it was like T.O. for one year, T.O. for one year and those ugly ass, like dark blue and red. Yeah. Uniforms. They're very so much ugly. better now. They're just so much better now. I love the uniforms they have. And, uh, just more importantly, you're right. The defense is, I mean, we were stunned by how bad they were playing in the first, in the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, they've definitely flipped the script a little bit there. Uh, it'll be nice to see a team finally win the AFC East. Who's not the fucking new England Patriots. So I'm excited, yeah. for that. but I, I believe in this team, Frank, I believe in this team. I think they can go toe to toe with pretty much anyone. I, no, I, I'm right there with you. That That's a team that no matter who I am in the AFC, I'm scared to play against because They've shown you that they can win in a multitude of ways. Early, they, they were a very pass-heavy team, and Josh Allen was going crazy. Had yeah. a few, you know, had a few bumps in the road. But then, if you remember, three weeks ago, it was either three or four weeks ago when uh, Zach Moss and uh, Devin Singletary just went nuts. It was two straight yeah. weeks. They just went crazy. And, and now they've been kind of transitioning back into passing the ball. But... They're one of the more versatile teams in the AFC. And, and you know, just like you, I think I was I was a believer in them a little bit more uh, than you were, probably because I just own Josh Allen everywhere uh, in, <laughs> in, in fantasy. But I think the really cool thing about this team is that going into the year, you know, a lot of people were like, you got the, you know, one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the league. You have a guy in Stephon Diggs who, you know, has diva tendencies or whatever they were saying with him uh, leaving Minnesota. And they're like, by week six, he's going to be tweeting subliminal shit like he was in Minnesota because Josh Allen can't hit him wide open. And <laughs> people who thought that or just that train of thought couldn't have been so for, you know, so much further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Allen is, he's completely turned that around with his completion percentage. I think he's in the seventies, may have dipped a little bit with this game against the Steelers or even risen. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to, to look at that, but he's, He's balling out. Stefan Diggs is, you know, living up to his potential as a number one, kind of breaking away from Adam Thielen in the run-heavy Vikings. And, I mean, they've just been – that offense has taken that next step that you want to see out of the next – or out of a young quarterback. Uh, and then to your point – well, both of our points, the defense is trending upwards right now, and that's what you want going into the playoffs. They've kind of found their physicality. You know, they, they, they're pressuring the quarterback much better they don't really look like they have too much of a weakness on the defensive side of the ball. So that's a dangerous team. That's a very, very dangerous team going into the playoffs. And I, I, I am a huge believer in them uh, going in. Yeah, absolutely. That, that just got me fired up, Frankie. I'm ready for the I know. playoffs now. <laughs> I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. And I think, I, you know, just moving on to the Titans, I kind of going back to that fence thing, I'm not as far as I am with them with the Bills, but I'm certainly not with the Steelers where I'm off of them. We're like, ah, this is a team that maybe we're maybe I am taking for granted just a tad bit um, because they've been so consistent. It's like one of those things where you know what you're going to expect and it happens. So you're like, ah, okay, it's the Titans. 
But that's that sort of consistency, I think, gar- needs to garner more respect from me. And like just like in my mind as I think of them, you know, in the in the AFC playoff hunt. Because they have an identity. Derrick Henry is phenomenal. And the running that offense through them, I'll tell you what, when we're, you're you're talking about Josh Allen needing to be in the in the MVP race. AJ Brown needs to be in the best wide receiver in football talk. Just not not statistically. Devonte Adams is the number one right now. Let's just go ahead and say it's, that. Yeah, unreal. It's, and it's probably not particularly. Well, maybe you can make the case with Tyreek Hill, but, but we'll, we'll save that debate to whoever wants to debate that. I'm taking Devonte right now. But in terms of just the way he plays, this dude is a bona fide number one receiver. AJ Brown is just a man amongst boys out there. I, I mean. He, to be honest with you, he reminds me of Devontae Adams. Like, there, what can't A.J. Brown do on a football field? He's physical. He can route run. He can go up and get the ball. And that's exactly what Devontae's done a little bit longer, so you're, you're giving him the nod. Again, Packers, we have Packers fans. That, I'm not saying he's better. Please listen to me when I say this. I'm not <laughs> saying he's better than Devontae because they will yes, go out is. the window. Yeah, he's, he's been talking shit before we started the podcast. He's Jeez. like, listen, I'm gonna t- listen to what I'm gonna say about the uh, Devonte Adams right now. Yeah. He's AJ Brown. Yeah, but you know, I I feel like AJ Brown doesn't get his just due, maybe because he is playing for the Titans or what. But I mean, he can flat out ball. Um, again, I don't I, the way I just described the Bills. I don't look at the Titans that far because I do. I, that defense is just not very good. And they they haven't been very good. The only game they looked really good against was the Bears, uh, and that's not and, really a benchmark. And that's not yeah, that's not saying very much. Um, but I think a team like this that just has that identity, that has that culture, they're a dangerous team as well. I I don't think as dangerous as the Bills for me because I think we've kind of seen the ceiling of both teams, and when and when I look at the ceiling of both. The Bills seem more unbeatable at their peak than the Titans do. Um, but that's not to discount what the Titans have going on for them. I, I think in terms of like putting it in the contender and pretender, I can see that team coming out of the AFC where someone like the Steelers, I cannot. Now for the flip side. They're fucking pretender. This team fucking sucks. They're terrible. They're garbage. You hate, Get them out you of the, hate the Titans. They're a division rival. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate them. Uh, no, I mean... I my biggest concern is if what does this offense do when Derrick Henry isn't playing the Jaguars, right? That, that that's my he's not going for two hundred plus yards on the Chiefs and the Steelers defense and the Bills defense. He's just it's just not going to happen. So what does this team the the defense I think is pretty suspect. If I'm being honest, this Titans defense I think they just benefited from from a pretty soft schedule. Uh, in my opinion, and I, I think they've kind of gotten away with some things. I, I like what they do. I just I don't see the consistency enough with like Corey Davis. Um, and, and, you know, I would like to see them get the ball to A.J. Brown a little bit more, at least. Make him a focal point of the offense. I mean, I, I understand you have Derrick Henry and, and that's going to be the go to. That's their bread and butter. We talk identity all the time with the Bears. Um and the Titans have their identity. They're a run-heavy team. That's what they do. But A.J. Brown is more of kind of just like a safety blanket as opposed to what I think he could be or what you and I think he could be as a game wrecker. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just don't know what's going to happen if 
they they run into a team that can actually stop the run, and and, and what are they going to do against Derrick Henry? Like, what's the what's exactly the game plan for that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm 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 leaning a little more pretender with the Titans, and I I know there's probably some bias to that, but I don't know. I just I still haven't seen them do anything special. You know, I I feel like they're one of those teams that's just you know constantly in the playoffs, which is great. It's it's great to be always you know in, but it's not. This isn't baseball, you know, like where where one one hit can can change a game completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not hockey where like you never know what the puck's gonna do. I feel like in the playoffs, teams show who they really are, and there's there's. I'm not gonna say there's rarely upsets. Obviously, there's been two huge upsets in the in the Super Bowl in in our lifetime. You know, with the Giants and the Patriots. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about the Titans where it's just like, you know, like, like you said, you know what you're going to get. So I feel like you can kind of just, ex- it, if, if Derrick Henry is, is having a big game, they're most likely going to win. If not, you kind of know they're not going to win. So, I mean, there's really no mystery to it. It just kind of depends. Um, I just think the, the three teams above them right now the Steelers uh we'll see kind of how they continue to trend on maybe they, they turn things around a little bit but I don't know I would lean pretenders with the Titans come at yeah. me I think I'm wrong I don't care no and and you know what though I I think it becomes a preference thing at that point into how much you value consistency work I mean consistency can be boring sometimes I mean that's kind of what the Patriots run was it was just so consistent it was like okay here they go again here comes Tom Brady you know what I mean it, it was the same thing and I'm certainly not trying to say the Titans are that they, they haven't had that t- type of longevity but just kind of using an example that even a great consistent team can bore you sometimes but I think you know to your point that if Derrick Henry doesn't have a big game they probably lose that's why, why I lean towards contender. That hasn't changed for the last two years, and he still continues to have big games, and they continue to win. It's true. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, we know what you're going to do, but we still can't stop it. Or, or, or like bottling it up leaves us so vulnerable that you can beat us in a different way this week. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where they lie. And, 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 not for nothing, man. I love the coaching there. I, I just think the culture that Mike Rabel has bought, uh, that has brought there, he hasn't tried to be, you know, Belichick 2.0. He's himself. He's instilling what he's doing. He's playing to his team's strengths. And not for nothing, man. <laughs> I've become a believer in Ryan Tannehill. I, I really have. Like, I know he's never going to be in the top five discussion, maybe even not the top 10 discussion, but he's a solidified top 15 guy for me. And he's someone that, Maybe you're not always going to win because of, but you can absolutely win with. He's, you know what I mean? Like what you the Bears wish they had. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He, he's who the Bears, you know, probably win the Super Bowl with in 2018 if they have someone who can perform on that level. And so it's just that consistent, you yeah. know, top 15 guy, top half of the league type of guy that's not going to, you know, make the mistakes to beat you and can make a throw or two to help you win a game. And, and, and that's Vrabel, what the Titans have. Yeah, and Vrabel is the guy that the Lions thought Matt Patricia would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh-huh. No, exactly. I mean, and I think that's where we lie. And and as it gets down to the wire, I, I wish we, you know, 
we had the ability uh, and, and you know, that, that'll be some, some back end stuff to see what we can do. But like, it reminds me of like CNN during the election, like when we zone zoom in here, they got a 95% yeah. in and like, we can do that as like in the middle of games, votes. like you gotta count the votes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, if the Titans win, we zoom in here, we'll see if they played in this stadium last year and on grass. So they have a third, but you gotta play the games, but, but you gotta, gotta play the games. games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one big place where me and you differ there. Cause I think I, I I'm much higher and then flipping it over since I spoke Titans first, you can go Colts here. We can move on to the, to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I've seen it all week where just everyone's talking about the Colts and how they're they're the team that no one wants to play in in the playoffs. Like everyone's trying to do their best to avoid getting matched up with them, which I think is a little bit of a badge of honor, especially with the way that they've been playing recently. And man, they they cooked the Raiders. I mean, they fucking destroyed yeah. them. Jonathan Taylor finally got max usage, which I was I was surprised. And, and and it was funny, my my friend who lives in Indianapolis, who's like an honorary Colts fan, he's a Packers fan, uh, unfortunately, but he's kind of like become an honorary Colts fan because he lives there now. Um, he's like, yeah, man, the Colts offense looks good lately. I'm like, yeah, because they finally figured out, they they finally remembered like, oh, yeah, we have wide receivers in, in football. I forgot about that. Let's start using them. T.Y. Hilton. I mean, he cooked the Texans and then has been on a roll ever since. Um, and, and you know, Michael Pittman looks like a solid number two kind of guy. Uh, potential, maybe maybe potential one moving forward. We'll, we'll see. Uh, like I said, Jonathan Taylor finally getting kind of showing what he's able to do. And oh, the offensive line, that was their best game. I'm not saying the Raiders defense is necessarily the best. Um, but, you know, there, there's definitely there's definitely worse defenses out there. Um, they're just opening holes left and right. Philip Rivers, I mean, he looks good. Like he's he's like what doing what the opposite of what Ben Roethlisberger is doing. Like at the beginning of the season, you're like, God damn, Phil cannot throw the ball to save his life. Now he's like he's money on like just so many throws. It's like where the hell has this been? He's like ripping the ball. He's he's putting it where it needs to go. This team. I think you know it's it's a little similar to what we're talking about with uh, with with uh, the Steelers a little bit, and you know maybe even the Titans. They're kind of just like the I mean uh, just maybe a better version of the Titans in terms of talent on defense, where it's like there aren't a lot of holes on this team. You know what I mean? Like I would say if they they definitely seem like one of those teams that kind of like maybe just runs hot or cold. It kind of just depends. And maybe they're just on a little bit of a hot streak right now, but they kind of show you when everything's working, what is there that this team can't do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Phil Rivers, when he's on, he's money, passing game's going great. They still have the run game. They've the, the best offensive line in, in the AFC, if not just football overall. And then the defense, I mean, just they have, you know, they have DeForest Buckner at one level, then they have, uh, Darius Leonard, and then they have, you know, Kenny Moore and, and just the, the defensive backs back there who can make plays. Uh, I would say the, the biggest concern I would have for this team, if you were to lead pretender, is they, they, they need a more consistent pass rush. That's like their one Achilles heel right now. Justin Houston is a little bit older. Uh, Tyquan Lewis hasn't really, he hasn't really performed to the, the, the level you'd expect at this point. So I would say if there's any issue going forward, it's going to be the pass rush. But other than that, this is a pretty complete team. 
Where you, yeah. I, how do you feel about them, Frankie? No, they're, and, and they're, don't, don't, don't be afraid. I'm not going to come to your house in the middle of the night, beat the shit out of you after this if you talk shit about them. Don't I feel afraid. the exact same way that you feel about the Titans with the Colts, but I still agree with a lot of your points. I, I, I think for me, we just know Phil Rivers' track record, and that's what scares me. That's fair. Right? And, be and, and because the la- I mean, what the last three, four years with the Chargers, like. They lost, I mean, I'm going to make up a number, but it felt like maybe 20 games by less than a score, and it was because he made a critical mistake down the stretch <laughs> after, yeah. after the coach, you know, fucked the, 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 the clock up or, or just his clock management up. Uh, and I don't know, man. I, it, it's very hard. I, I know he's been playing ball. You're right. Lately, he's looked really, really good. He's kind of had a, the opposite effect, like you said, uh, as Ben Roethlisberger, where it's like early, Phil Rivers looked awful. He couldn't make the throws. And now T.Y. Hilton all of a sudden is coming to life. Michael Pittman looks really good. Um, even to a point, uh, they're, why am I blanking on the tight end's name? He's looked really good, especially in Jack the run. Doyle. Jack Doyle. He's looked really good uh, down the middle of the field in the red zone. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's coming to life. But I don't know, man. I, it, it's, I think it's just Phil Rivers pulling me back there. Like, when I look at the Colts and Titans, they're set up pretty similarly, at least uh, uh, on offense. And not well. Let me take that back. They both have identities. I think is what I was trying to say. I don't. I don't think they're similar offenses by any stretch. Um, but what it comes down to for me is that I think there's a much more clear game plan to beat the Colts offense than there is with the Titans offense. I mean, you can put nine in the box on Derrick Henry. That's that may not get it done. You know what I mean? I think with the Colts, you get pressure on a guy who, I mean, has like a broken foot or whatever he has, and he's already not very mobile. You know, you send maybe some exotic blitzes on him and get him off his first read. You may be in trouble against, you know, maybe someone like the Ravens or someone like the Steelers. Like, that's a tough matchup. Whereas, you know, and then this, I'm kind of comparing the Colts and the Titans because um, just kind of comparing our differences there where I look at the Colts more of a, 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 as a pretender. Um, and the more I think about it, I really just do think it's because of Phil Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. yeah, I think it is because I – and it's not even because of the last few weeks, because if he plays like that, they have a chance against anyone. But I've also seen him play really hot in regular <laughs> seasons before, and then when it matters most, not play so hot. Yeah, there's so, there's a reason there's a reason that as much of a Colts fan as I am, I, I don't expect them to go very deep into the playoffs. I still think they're a contender. Um, yeah, but it all depends on how Philip Rivers plays. You're absolutely right. Like I, I've I've never bought into Phil Rivers since he since they signed him. You know that better than anybody. Yeah. Um, I'll never pretend like I'm the biggest fan of how he plays or you know him in general. If I'm being honest with you, and his fucking bolo ties, but whatever. I just uh, think yeah, I, right. I I think for someone is that with the career that he's had and the success that he's had, his floor is still too low for me. Like, I need your floor to be a little bit higher when it matters to give your team a chance. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I don't have too much else to say about them. I, I think they're they're the most complete team if Phillip Rivers isn't Phillip Rivers, if that makes sense, in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, let's just go ahead and get to the Browns here. Uh, tough loss uh, to the Ravens on Monday night. Uh, just, I mean, one of the weirder games I think I've seen, um, you know, Lamar Jackson's out here telling people he didn't have to poo, but you know, who knows? Maybe he's I know on that run. one day. I know that run very well. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe 
10, 15, 20 years down the road, he's like, all right, guys, full story. I'd take a massive shit. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> uh, but I don't think you can say that now because Trace McSorley got hurt. So, uh, but enough about the Ravens. We're talking Browns right now. Uh, it's just, it's just so classic that, you know, we, we finally start to buy into them a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just burn us because they're just like, all right, all right, guys, let's just give up 45 fucking points to the Ravens and, and, and not have to throw the ball that much. It was, it was an unreal game. And, and Frank, I, I, I'm not, I, I just feel like I don't need to break this team down that much because it's just as simple as saying, I, I think they're a pretender because they're the Cleveland Browns. Is that a fair enough assessment for you? It's, yeah, it, it's a fair enough assessment. And, and the way I look at them just kind of as a team is kind of how I describe Phil Rivers. Like when they're hot, they are hot. We've seen, I mean, just two weeks ago, they put up, what, 35 in the first half? Like when Baker is on, he looks really, really good. And it just seems to fire on all cylinders. But not only do you have games where they just like brown it up like that and they just, yeah. you know, lose a lead they, they shouldn't. Um, but then you have games where they, for quarters or even a full game at a time, they look really, really bad and out of sync. And that's why for me, they're just, they're, they're pretenders as it stands. I, I, I think, um, I think they have a lot of building pieces. I think looking forward, you know, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you have a lot to look forward to. I think there's a lot of talent on that team, but I don't know if they're ready to take that next step. For me, they're 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 absolute pretenders for me. And they always will be because they're the Cleveland Browns. I don't, know about, I don't know about always. Come on. Always because who are we to talk? It's, we're Bears fans. We don't we don't have a right. So um, let's get into uh, the current team in the playoffs. Still, uh, the the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Frank, uh, it's pretty simple. I I think they're I think they're a pretender with the future looking good with the the future being contender, right? Because I I think Tua, you know, I think he's put some concerns to, to rest. He's, you know, he's not Justin Herbert in terms of like maybe, you know, numbers wise, but I think he's a good fit for what they want to do with this team. Uh, They just have so many injuries right now. I just, I I don't know how they're going to be able to keep this up down the stretch um, and keep the Ravens at bay who have kind of turned things around a little bit here. Um, Brian Flores, hell of a job this year. I mean, everyone expected them to be what, like probably the opposite of what their record is probably going to end up being. Um, you know, unless eight and eight, I guess would be eight and eight, but you know what I mean? Like three wins, four wins, maybe max five wins. Cause the defense is good. Um, I just think they're, they're, they're on their way, but I just can't see them winning a playoff game this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I lean more towards pretender, and I, I, I want to be I want them to be contenders so much because these are the yeah. type of teams that, you know, that make the NFL so good. You you look up and down their roster before the season, you probably only recognize a handful of names, and there's just guys out there making a name for themselves. Brian Flores is coaching his ass off. I, I mean, he's he's been phenomenal. I, I still stand. I think if they make the playoffs, he's the coach of the year. I, I don't see how you can't how you can't give it to him. I mean, to, to coach up that amount of talent and that many injuries. Uh, you know, to even contend, let alone get in or win a playoff game is, is an achievement in and of itself. I think, you know, I, I feel the same way, just kind of opposite ends of the ball as I do with the Steelers, like that defense that they have is, well, no, I should say the, the, the same uh, as the Steelers, that defense that they have is phenomenal. They're probably the second best defense in the AFC behind the Steelers. 
I mean, they get so. I mean, you saw what they did against the Chiefs. They they three three picks from from Mahomes. Not very many teams can say they did that to Patrick Mahomes and confuse him in that manner. Yeah. Uh, and to see them get after him that way and, and get as many—I don't remember the exact amount of sacks, but I know they got a ton of pressures. Um, just offensively, I I can't I can't see them doing very much. You know what I mean? Like Devontae Parker is is a, is a solid receiver. Mike Jasicki is a solid tight end, but against a really good defense, you know, you're talking Steelers, Bills, even the Chiefs that they made, you know. But in the playoffs, they may put up points against them, but then you get into can they score as many points, you know, when they need to. And I just don't think that they can. So they're definitely pretenders for me. I think if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm definitely excited about the future. But the one thing, the reservation that I have is that we've seen one-year wonders out of defenses, especially ones that get a lot of turnovers. The 2018 Bears come to mind. And I want to say the 2016 Jaguars, is that 2016? Where they had that phenomenal uh, defense. Was it 2018 with the Jags? Yeah. yeah. Where they had just a ton of turnovers, and that just never seems to carry over. So, or I'm, I'm sorry, 20, 2017 into 18. My okay. Tw- okay, 27. Yeah, so that that would be the one thing that does scare me, but I think you're encouraged with what they're doing, and, and they're young. They have a lot of young talent, so a lot to look they forward to They could be contenders if, if they just changed their jerseys to uh, and their – the, the the everything they wore on Sunday. Go back to the the Dan Marino jerseys because why mess with a good thing? All right, your 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 right now looks like a whale. Get it out of here. Go back to old school stuff. You know, get the helmet on the dolphin. Promote animal violence. We love that. All right, as a human race, that's what we're all about. Jesus Christ, Jake. <laughs> let's uh let's get into the final team. Um. All transparency, if, if you guys are wondering if we're going to talk Raiders, uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I think they're done. I, I don't see this team leapfrogging the Ravens or the Dolphins, if I'm being honest. They've they've had their opportunities. They had their opportunity in Atlanta, and they got fucking smoked. They just fired their defensive coordinator after the Colts actually torched them. Um, I just think this team is the, – the, the Raiders are probably – uh, I, I I know Henry Ruggs, I think, just got put on, on COVID, yep. the COVID list. I'm not saying he was having a fantastic season or anything, but um, seems things seem to be trending down for the Raiders. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, so we're going to kind of, you know, avoid talking about them for now. Maybe maybe things change. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's end this segment, Frank, this week uh, by talking Baltimore Ravens, who have kind of picked things back up a little bit here the last couple of weeks. Um I mean, man, I, I don't know what to do with this team, so I'm going to let you start here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that defense has fallen off a cliff, it seems. They're, they're, they're not that tenacious, get after you, you know, stop the run, just do everything well type of defense. And on the flip side of the ball as well, that offense doesn't look to be very good this season either. Uh, it, it seems like defenses, defenses have kind of figured out that power run game. Now, when it's on, it's on still. Let's make no mistake that the, the peak of that offense is still very good. Um, but I think without that, Lamar Jackson isn't the type of quarterback that can continuously beat you with his arm. Will he make a play or two every game? Or honestly, can he have one full game? Absolutely. I just don't think he's there just yet, you know, to stay in the pocket or even roll around. We've seen you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't necessarily beat you in the pocket either, but to make those consistent throws throughout a game. Um, but it's, they also just have games like 
they just did where it's like, man, maybe, maybe they just string it together. Yeah. They can get it going. So, and, and that's, I know probably why you feel like you don't know what to do with this team. And I kind of don't either. Um, but I also feel I, I'm just at a weird crossroads with them because on one hand on paper, I'm not mad at the, you know, the receiving core that they put together. I like Miles Boykin. I think he's talented. I like DuVernay. I think he's talented. I like Hollywood Brown. I think he's talented. So I don't know if it's like, is can Lamar Jackson just not, you know, you obviously have Mark Andrews as well. Can Lamar Jackson not, you know, make the throws to really have these guys live up to their, to their potential? Or did the GM and coach not really surround him with the type of talent that, that he needs? Because like, you know, you look at it on paper and really the only guy who really stands out is Mark Andrews. He's phenomenal at, at yeah. tight end. He's, he's a top five tight end, but it's like, if you didn't really pay attention or like scout for a dynasty league like we have to, you probably don't think DuVernay is all that good. Maybe not be that high on Hollywood Brown. You maybe not be that high on Miles Boykin. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that's where, that's where they get me is that if I'm Lamar Jackson and I need, I need to make a throw, who do I really, really trust? And it's Mark Andrews, but in a spot, in a bind, a good defense is going to take that option away from you. Yeah. Who do you throw to now? that can really make a play that I can throw a 50-50 ball up to. Hollywood Brown is my size. He's five foot eight, a buck 60. <laughs> my, He's your Miles, son's size. You yeah, mean. yeah. Miles <laughs> Boykin is a big body, but he hasn't done anything consistently enough that gives me faith as a quarterback to just chuck it up there if I need to. Yeah. Right? Devin DuVernay yeah, is I'm, more I'm, of a, um, that like trick play, Swiss Army knife, super fast, good special thing. He may develop into... But you know what I mean? Like, I think that's where it gets me because we're talking playoffs here. We're, we're not talking about regular season. We're talking about a, a, a team specifically game planning, especially if the, a team's coming off a bye week that you're playing. They got two weeks to, to, you know, to really take away your best options. I think that's why I lean pretender with them. And not for nothing, you can't discount what they've done the last two years in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if, if they... If they get into the playoffs and right now, and then they would be playing the Steelers in the in the in the wild. I I, I guess it would still be considered the wild card matchup. Yeah, um, I would I would still take the Steelers. I would still put money on the Steelers just because I think it's a little bit different, like you said, in the playoffs. I mean, the same the same argument you had for Philip Rivers. I'm going to put it on Lamar Jackson. We haven't seen him do anything in the playoffs including last year when he was the yep. MVP. So I don't know how much trust I would have in that team and him specifically, because it's going to take essentially him to win that game, whatever, whoever they're playing against. Um, and we just haven't seen him do it. Uh, so I would say I'm leaning pretender for that team as well right now. Um, we'll see how they finish the season, but I don't, I don't know if it matters who they play in the playoffs. I think I, I just would not trust Lamar Jackson and this offense. I just don't think they've done enough to really make this consistently work. It's great what they did last year, but you're not going to be able to do that, like you said, when teams are have an extra amount of time to prepare for you and have an entire season's worth of tape to kind of game plan around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're playing the best of the best. So I would say I'm leaning pretender, um, and I'll probably plant myself there 
regardless of what happens over the, the, the last part of the season. That's if they get in the playoffs, which I think right. they will. I think they will as well. I, I think they, they make it in over the Dolphins, right? It's them and the Dolphins yeah. fighting for the last. I think yeah. they'd probably make it in over the Dolphins. But the Ravens, I, well, the game plan against the Ravens, I think, was um, solidified when the Chargers ran out eight secondary pieces against them. To, you know, to to really stop Lamar Jackson from beating them with his legs. And, you know, this is the, I, I know it's super cliche, but it is a copycat league. It's what the NFL does. I mean, we've seen that with the Rams offense hasn't, and it's not to big up the Bears by any means. This is just true. They haven't been the same since the Bears beat them on Monday night in 2018. The, the New England used that same exact game plan kind of on steroids in the Super Bowl, and they couldn't do anything. And it seems like anyone who can execute that game plan, um, achieves against that offense and so taking that and and you know saying that a team you know can put eight corner not necessarily corners but eight defensive backs out there I look at the Steelers as a team that can do that I look at the Bills as a team that can do that I think I look at the Chiefs they're probably fucking begging to take off one of their defensive linemen and put in (laughs) another and put in another safety or something you know what I mean like these are teams that I think can execute that game plan again Maybe it doesn't work this year, but until you prove that it can't work, it's hard for me as someone in this position to say, yeah, I like the Ravens' chances, yeah. you know? So we shall see. Uh, you know, this is what makes the NFL great is that the playoffs only one game. The play- you, yeah. Well, not only do the playoffs matter, the regular season matters. You can't right. just, you know, lose six in a row in the middle of the season like the Bears did and, and continue to be there. Which they are, Frank. Let's Let's get into that next week, all right? Um, but, uh, no, I think this was a good segment. Um, I'm sure you guys probably have your own, uh, ideas of, of who are pretenders and contenders. We'd love to hear them. I'm sure you'll tell us if we're wrong or right. Well, no, you won't tell us if we're right. Only, only, only how if we're wrong. wrong. Yeah. But we appreciate the interaction regardless. We crave it. We're starving for it. That's why we do these podcasts. Cause Frank and I want to feel important. God damn it. And, uh, so with that being said, Let's go ahead and get into our game picks here. Um, nothing too crazy, Frank, but uh, let's just let's kick it off Thursday night football. Uh, we got the Chargers at the Raiders. Um, I'm going with the Raiders in this one, Frank. I, I know that the Chargers were able to win against Atlanta last week, um, but I don't know how you trust Anthony Lynn. I mean, the dude is just how do you bring him back after this year? He's so bad at what he does as a, as a head coach. It's just, it's unreal. So I'm going with the Raiders. I don't feel good about it, though. I'm going with the Raiders as well. I mean, Anthony Lynn, and not not to take a deep dive in a game that really probably won't mean anything, like, it seems like cultural, you know, the culture that he's able to instill is phenomenal. Uh, But his in-game decision-making with timeouts and clock management is some of the worst that I've ever seen. And I feel bad for him because he's just one of those dudes, like, just get, like, an assistant that can – help you call timeouts or something like seriously, like give a quarter of your own salary if you have to, to get this done, because he, I don't think he's a bad coach overall, but he's lost so many games for this team. And I, I, I feel bad for him, man. Yeah. I'm well, going Raiders. Great was it the, the, of course the chargers and Falcons come to the end of the game. I, didn't, just we, so- didn't we say that fourth quarter? We said that last week that this was going to be the fucking most insane fourth quarter. And it wound up being that. They well, both didn't want to win that game. It, I, you know, I think the Ra- the Ravens, the Browns kind of took the cake for that fourth That's quarter. Fair. 
but but that felt like that felt Sunday. like two that felt like two good teams making yeah. plays versus the Falcons and, and Chargers. Yeah, it, like it was good. like two two teams make like just doing the one thing they couldn't in that moment. <laughs> and it's just it's it's incredible, and it's what defines those two teams, and I love it. God damn yeah, it! Yeah, it was great. Uh, then we got Buffalo at Denver. Uh, I'm going Buffalo in this one. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on the Buffalo train. I'm going Buffalo as well. Uh, Carolina at Green Bay. Green Bay, no doubt about it. I'm going Green Bay as well. <laughs> Houston at Indianapolis. Indianapolis all the way, right, Frankie? Yeah, Indianapolis. T.Y. Hilton, whatever his total over is for yards, take the over. Because he's going to cook the shit out of this fucking Not for nothing, whatever Kiki QT's numbers are, I don't know why he sees the Colts and just like lights up his fucking laser beam eyes, but he's going to go for 200 and a loss. He's there, T.Y. Hilton. I love <laughs> uh, Detroit at Tennessee. Uh, I'm going Tennessee in this one, Frank. How about you? I'm going Tennessee as well. Uh, Bears at Minnesota. Frank, how could I not? I'm going Bears. Bear, <laughs> I just spent the first 15 minutes of this podcast ripping the shit out of them. Here I am, Frank. You can't tell me the Vikings are going to win this game. There's no chance. I'm back can, on board, baby. I can tell you and I will tell you the Vikings <laughs> are winning this game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I am taking the Bears uh, just because, like, I don't think I would feel good about taking the Vikings just because, like, they don't look that good. And the last time they, sh- they played, man, they shut down Dalvin Cook. All right, they shut him down. They're going to do it again, and this time they have a better quarterback playing. It's an easy dub. Easy dub this week. Easy. Right back in the playoff hunt. Uh, <laughs> you're looking at me with such disappointment in your eyes. I love it. Seattle at Washington. Uh, I'm going Washington, Frank. I'm going with them. I have a little star next to it that says if Alex Smith plays um, because I don't think Dwayne Haskins can beat the the Seahawks, but I don't know what it is about Alex Smith and this team, but they just know how to get shit done. All right. I'm I'm going Washington. West Coast team coming to the East Coast. We know all the issues there. Washington has a great defense. The Seahawks offense just kind of looks... You know, looks out of sorts a little bit. They looked a little better against the Giants, but I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that fucking Daniel Jones could not move to save his life. Yeah. Can Alex Smith do that? I don't know, because he's got a bionic leg. All right? He's the million-dollar man. Six million, whatever it's called. I'm going with the Washington football team in this one, Frankie. Yeah, I'm, I'm go. going with the Seahawks. I Like, Alex Smith was just gushing <laughs> blood from – like his shin. I don't even know where it was coming from. I don't know. It's understand. oil. All right. They just colored it red to make it look like blood. I see. I see. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with the Seahawks. All right. Then we got uh, New England at Miami. I'm going Miami in this one, Frank. How about you? I'm going Miami as well. No, you know what? I lied. I had to, I had to think about this. I'm going I'm going New England. I, I don't like I don't like rookie quarterbacks against a Bill Belichick defense. I think I think Tua has like 70 total yards passing this game. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, is Cam going to fare much better? No, absolutely not. But the Patriots <laughs> will find a way to win this game. <laughs> all right. Then we got Jacksonville at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore all the way in this one, Frank. Yeah, for sure. Baltimore, easily. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I'm going Tampa Bay. They, they came back strong a little bit after their bye week. So I, I think they're kind of back on track here. How about you, Frankie? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Tampa as well. 
especially because they have the refs still on Tom Brady's side. I don't know if you watched that game at all, Frank, but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I, I didn't see it in its entirety, but there were some Twitter clips that went viral. It's it's unreal. Uh, San Francisco at Dallas. I mean, who cares about this game? It literally has no impact. I'm going San Francisco, though. I'll just go <laughs> Cowboys. Let's just let's disagree. I, I don't fucking. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Dallas. OK, that's fine. We can we can disagree. That's what we always do. Uh, then we got Philadelphia at Arizona. Um, I'm going Arizona on this one, Frank. How about you? I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I think Philly rides that wave of Jalen Hurts. He looked really good. He did. He and, was a guy and, that you and you and I had some interest in, uh, when the, when the bears were, uh, you yeah. know, thought they were going to draft a quarterback. Um, I, I like what I saw. I think he's a good, I think he's a playmaker, but. Uh, yeah. And, and you know what? I, I think. I guess I'm using general NFL logic here. It usually takes a couple of weeks to get some film on guys to understand what they do well before they struggle. And I, that, that's why I do think they ride that wave into that second week as a starter with Jalen Hurts. Okay. Uh, then we got the Jets at the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. No questions asked. I'm going with the Rams as well. Kansas City at New Orleans. Kansas City, easy win. Yeah, I'm going Kansas City. I, I mean, I just don't have – granted, Kansas City's defense isn't great, but – Taysom Hill, I just still have zero faith. Like, anything that he does, I just chalk up to how good of a coach Sean Payton is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland at the Giants. You know, who would have thought that we'd have a Sunday night football of the fucking Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants? The Colt McCoy revenge game, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Cleveland. They had their bad week. Now they're going to yeah. have their good week and, and win easy. Yeah, I'm going Cleveland as well for that exact same reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh, at, and somehow this is still on Monday night. Yeah, this is bad. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, Pittsburgh gets back on track. Yeah. And the meme stays alive that they can only beat bad teams. Without their best player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, God, Joe Burrow being hurt. Fuck me, man. I got T. Higgins in a couple of leagues. Yeah, he's doing same. so well with Joe Burrow. Same here, Frank. Same here. But uh, that'll do it on this week's edition of the Corked Up Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. I know this was a little bit longer, but you know we wanted to get into a little bit more in detail about uh, the playoff teams, and we didn't want to just make it like, oh, well, you know, Bills contender, Titans pretend like, and not give any context for why we think that. That that's just that's just stupid. So we'll get into the NFC a little bit more next week. Um, we'll kind of continue that, but, um, you know, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Frank's going to look real silly when the bears, uh, when the bears right there, right, right there, right back in the thick of things because Mitch Trubisky revives his career against the Minnesota Vikings. Here we go, Frankie. Let's go. I I couldn't be more disgusted (laughs) at at the words that you just spewed at me. Thanks for listening everyone. I was, I was looking at the tweets and stuff and I'm like, God damn, how can these idiots fucking believe in this? And the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) God damn it, Jack. All right, everyone. Have a good one guys.